Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Friends, it's Mark Bird back with another exciting episode of Journey Living. And I'm in the studio once again with Shannon Meyer. Shannon, I'm so glad you're here today. Hey, Mark, it is good to be with you here in the studio and with all of our friends on this walk of life. And you know, it's here that I know a lot of us are growing weary, Mark, aren't we? And it's here that I think so many of us are at our breaking point. And that's today's topic of what happens when we are at our breaking point? What does the word of God say if we're at our breaking point? And hopefully someone listening today is like raising their hand in their car right. at their kitchen table while they're doing dishes and saying, I am literally at my breaking point. How do I maneuver this? How do I stay afloat? How do I keep my head from going underwater? And it's here that I just want to talk today to the person who is ready to break, who can't take one more thing. We know the old adage, the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. It wasn't the weight of um, the, the straw. It's the weight of everything else that's surmounting and just one more little piece. And isn't that true, Mark? It um, is. Isn't that true when like you can take so much, but then maybe it's just, I don't know, your dishwasher breaks and that is like it. You've had it. <laughs> yeah. Something that's not terribly in a crisis mode or huge, but it's enough to just, just send you over the edge. So I just want to talk about that today. The definition of a breaking point is the point at which a person gives way under stress. Ooh. I think um, many of us we're seeing in society today, those who are just giving way, the point at which a situation becomes so critical that you can no longer longer maintain. I want to talk today to the person who is there at their breaking point. I think Jesus was at a breaking point in the Garden of Gethsemane. Don't you, Mark? I do, Shannon. And something that you said, I don't even think you were realizing this, but you used the word weary. And I started thinking right away about um, how many scriptures the Bible talks about weariness and to me, it's like this, Shannon, and you know this, there's nothing new under the sun. And a lot of times the devil tries to tell us, oh, no one's ever gone through. You're right. crazy. No one's ever talked like that. No one's ever thought like that. No one's ever dealt with something like that. But there's nothing new under the sun. And yet the reason that uh, weariness is um, addressed a few times in the scriptures is because they dealt with it too. <laughs> I agree. Right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think of our spiritual giants, like Moses became weary. Abraham was weary. Job, we know, was weary. I believe Paul was weary. So many um, of our spiritual giants, our prophets that the Lord has put at our fingertips in the word of God gives us some um, insight to what is it like? I think of David when he cries out, David of all people in the Psalms cries out in his weariness, like you're saying, he's at his breaking point when Saul is chasing him and his son Absalom. And I think all of us um, really struggle at some point in time where I just can't take it anymore. And I know for me, um, something I'm learning is 
not to get to that point and check out, not to um, cash it in, throw caution to the wind and just run. What I'm learning is God wants to do something very, very special in that point of breaking. And I think it's there also where Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is at his breaking point. And he cries out, Father, take this cup from me. He is he is fully man in the garden, right? Right. And he's saying, I'm at my breaking point. We know he's sweating droplets of blood. He's in excruciating mental torture of what is ahead of him. But it's here that I also know that he finally gives way to saying, okay, not my will, but yours be done. And so today I want to talk about those two things. First, Mark, let's talk about the person who's just bone tired, weary, and they, one more thing and they're gonna collapse. Yeah. But then on the second half, I really wanna talk to that person is, even if you're at your breaking point, this does not have to be the end. So tell us what the word of God says. Yeah, so I'm struck by something, Shannon, that you and I've talked about a couple times before, but it's still valid, and I still think it fits this particular situation as well. Because, Shannon, I don't know about you, <laughs> but uh, confession time here. You ever been in your car and those bad things are happening, right? And it could be, like you said, not necessarily earth-shattering, but they are stressful, right? They're causing a lot of grief, a lot of stress, a lot of frustration. And you ever been in your car, Shannon, and you were feeling like at at your breaking point Mm -hmm. and you screamed out? I don't know about you. I'm a screamer. Yeah. And I've been frustrated to the point where I scream out. I cry out like in in frustration. But here's the kick. Here's the ticket on this. Um, This is what the scripture teaches us. Cry out. I've heard you say this on several episodes before, Shannon, and that still would be my advice today. If you're at your breaking point, cry out. David cried out. Lots of men of God cried out. They cried out to the Lord. If you're at your breaking point, I don't know, it makes me want to scream when I'm stressed out, (laughs) right? And so what I do is I turn it into a cry unto the Lord. So let's go to the scripture. And, uh, and I mentioned a little bit ago about the word weary. And I think that goes hand in hand. If you're at your breaking point, it's because you're beat down, you're troubled. Things have overtaken you maybe um shannon and to the point where you feel like you're gonna bust right you feel like you're gonna break you feel like you're gonna crack whatever but here's a, a promise out of galatians 6 and it says let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart but what's interesting about it is oftentimes and i found this in my own life shannon what i feel like i'm at my breaking point like I don't even think tomorrow is going to happen. Right. Because I'm at my breaking point right now. Right. But here's what I've learned over the years, Shannon. The breakthrough is just around the corner, but we can't see it. Amen. You know, much like uh, Abraham took Isaac up on the mountain, right? And he was going to sacrifice him. He didn't know that the ram was caught in the thicket. Like, he didn't see around the corner, so to speak. But the ram was there. The provision was made. And I want to say that how it ties into this scripture, because if we don't lose heart, right, we're, we're, we're weary. He says, let us not grow weary. Well, what, what inspired Paul to write that? The fact that he knew and probably personally experienced 
weariness. But he's reminding all of us, let us not grow weary because we shall reap. Why shall we reap, Shannon? Because God is for us. Amen to that. That is so, so good, Mark. I love what you're saying is to just don't give up. And I also have in Second Chronicles uh, 7 out of chapter 15, it says, but as for you, be strong. And it says these very words that you just said, do not give up for your work will be rewarded. And I often think, you know, I think it's the, the emptiness of not knowing that mm. we give up on and thinking, God, there can't be anything more because I'm at my breaking point. But here, if we would just um, ask the Lord for our strength, for more strength, he says, I've given, I've given you the power of dynamite. We know oh. that Second um, Timothy 1.7 says, I've not given you that spirit of timidity, um, but of self-control and the power that is within us. And I don't think we tap into that. And many times we're going along and, and think of it this way, when you're going up a hill, Mark, you have to hit your gas on that car you're talking about. You yeah. have to push the pedal harder. That is giving more gas to the engine. And it's there that you think, oh, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. It's there when that supernatural power has to come in and, and, and take hold and push you to the next level. A lot of times, I believe, you know, God will allow us to do what we can do. Right. He's a good God like that. He doesn't want robots and he's giving mm -hmm. us the ability to do it. But it's here that I think we don't call upon him when we need that extra boost, when we can't take it anymore, when, like David says, I, I can't do this God anymore. And when we need to cry out, it's kind of that extra push on the pedal. Oh, yeah. Lord, you've got to help me give in, get, get more in. Um, insight to what I need. I need more rest. I need more strength. I need more endurance, whatever that looks like. I remember in the throes of my husband's um, cancer journey and just, I remember the 40 pound bag of salt to mm. our water softener became my biggest nemesis. Mm. 40 pounds. I could lift. It's heavy, but I remember when the weight of the world was on me, he would be at the James Hospital, or I knew the weight of the world was on me at home and my work. He was sick, so I was caring for him. I had a full-time job. And I remember looking at that 40-pound bag and thinking, I can't do this. I mm. cannot lift it. And I remember throwing it down my basement stairs and just saying, God, I cannot lift this bag. And it was my breaking point. Wow. I physically could, but I finally had to cry out. And I often chuckle at that now thinking, and I put salt in today still thinking, I almost let a 40 pound bag of salt get the wow, best of right. me. But I was at my breaking point. I mean, that's just reality of where I was in our journey. And it's hard. And when I think um, it could have been a five pound bag of sugar could have been yeah. my, my, my worst enemy. I just couldn't do anymore. I couldn't add one more weight. I couldn't add one more responsibility. And it was amazing. My church family came in, swooped in and started doing things for me. But it's there that I think we have to know that when God is for us, even the 40 pound bag of salt is not yeah, against us. Right. And that seems silly, but I think it's the everyday tangible things where we feel like, God, you can't give me one more thing. And I'm, I'm in that currently like, God, you can't add more to this. And 
uh, we've talked about this in recent, I had my own cancer scare. And I just remember saying, God, you can't, you cannot give me any more. Right. Um, I can't take any more. And we both can't have cancer. And, and, and I began to pray like I have never prayed <laughs> for myself. I'm more of a prayer for other people. Right. And I just said, Lord, I'm going to pray selfishly, please, please. And we saw a miracle work out um, right before our eyes. The doctors and nurses were all like, we are watching a miracle happen because what was on that ultrasound and what was on that scan was full. And um, the next day as the biopsies came back and blood work and all of that, they, they called me with saying chills with a hair on my arm. We're seeing a miracle. But that I, I use that story, too, is to say I just had to cry out to God like, God, please. I am at my breaking point. Yes. Nothing more, please. Well, this example, Shannon, that the Lord dropped in my in my mind, it, I've not gone through this, but I've been there and you'll be able to relate to this. But think about childbirth. So when you're in the midst of, cause I've been there five times with my <laughs> wife, but I haven't gone through it. So I'm not claiming that I fully understand it, but I've seen this. And when you're at your, if you will, breaking point where yep. I cannot handle these, these pains any longer, <laughs> these contractions, but then what happens shortly thereafter right but joy, i keep hearing the scripture but joy comes in the morning, morning yes right and it, not necessarily is it the next morning per se but i just keep thinking shannon like don't you feel like you're at your breaking point when you're in the heat of labor and you're like i just can't push through i heard you say the word push earlier and i was thinking about that and i was like i just can't push anymore i remember hearing my wife i just can't do it what, what's interesting about childbirth mark from where we are today in the year 2022 to the old days when women were ready to give birth they crouched down oh yeah they didn't have stirrups we didn't have the beautiful birthing centers they crouched down and bared down they would put their head between their knees and literally almost sit like a frog sit and they would press in and and, and that bearing down and i think that's the difference of someone being successful past their breaking point oh yeah or someone um completely giving in they know to birth that child to birth what god is doing in you and through you That's even good. through the stress you're gonna have to bear down and you're gonna have to press through this moment in time and and i believe that um god wants us to be victorious but i think sometimes that's the place that he, it, it makes or breaks us. Yeah. Um, I recently posted something that said, to be a champion, you must master your breaking point. And I'm thinking about this. I remember when my wife was giving birth to one of our children and uh, she got to the point where she goes, I, I just can't do it anymore. But what you have to do, Shannon, I think it fits so well with what we're talking about today. You have to keep your mind fixed and focused on the prize, on the end result. Because what happens? Because I remember the nurses said, she goes, I can't push anymore. I just can't do it. Well, right. there is no other option. That's you know right. I'm saying if you want the goal, if you want the end prize, if you will, if you want that baby in your arms, you got to push through it. And it's just a couple more pushes. That's absolutely true. And that goes right along with the second Chronicles um, 15, seven that says, but as for you, 
that's talking to you. Be strong and don't give up for your work will be rewarded. Mm. And I think so many times we give up because we think there's not going to be a reward. And maybe in the materialistic world in which we live, especially in America, we think, well, if we labor, we should get a good return monetarily, whether that be a paycheck, new car, whatever. But what if the reward is God is taking you to this breaking point that you no longer will fear? Right. You will no longer um, be weak and weary in times of crisis? What if God is giving you this reward of great perseverance and great tenacity, great courage? Listen, to be brave is not the absence of trouble or bravery. It it means you are in a situation when somebody says be strong and courageous, there's a reason. Right. It's not easy. You're usually in a tumultuous time. If we look in Joshua 1, And just that whole chapter, he says, be strong and courageous, be strong. And then at the very end, he says, don't be terrified, but be strong and courageous. That tells me there was something terrifying that Joshua was facing. It wasn't this, oh, be strong and courageous. No, no, like, listen, I know what you're looking at, Joshua, and it's going to take everything within you and you relying on me to be so strong and courageous and I will see you through. Even at the um, Jordan River, if you know that story, it was at flood stage. And I just heard this recently, that that had to have been moving at 10 mile an hour and all the sticks. And so we've seen flooding before. And you know, what do they say? Stay out of it. Don't drive in it. Right. You know, so the, the interesting part of that is in the story of Joshua, and I'm kind of taking a rabbit trail here, <laughs> is this, is that the waters didn't part until he put his foot That's in. That's right. Until he put his foot in the river at flood stage. Yep. So you guys, this isn't like covering his toes or up to his ankles. No, no, this is a raging river. And I don't know about you, Mark. I don't know that I would be strong and courageous to do that. Yeah. Because you're looking at, at your death sentence the second you put your foot in. Yep. And a raging river can just sweep you down. And you're long gone. And so God is saying to us when we are in these times that are so hard on us to just um, trust in him, but don't give up because we have those promises that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's going to be with us. We think about where he says, stand still. I'll fight this battle for you. And I think so many times when the battle's not being won the way we like it. Oh, yeah. We step in and say, I got this, God. And he's like, okay, well, good luck with that. And we kind of swim. Yeah. And we push him off to the side. And he's like, if you just stand there, I'll take care of it. So I think we have to remember that even though we might be in a scary time, we might be in a, a time of just angst or depression or anxiety or crisis or anything that is just at your tipping point and you're like, I cannot keep going. I want to encourage that person to, there is a reward on the other side, even if it's a very, very bad circumstance. Shannon, I'm thinking about the word hope. And I, I think to the listener who's listening to this right now, one of the things I want you to hear is don't lose hope because the Bible says hope deferred, uh, deferred means put off like out of reach, out of touch, hope deferred makes a heart sick. And you might be at your breaking point and you're like, I, I'm, I'm not going to make it. 
another day. And I'm going to say to you, don't lose hope. I want to share this example, Shannon. Uh, This past weekend, uh, my wife and I were in a prison doing some ministry. And I, it gripped me like it's never gripped me before. We've done prison ministry for many years, but it gripped me because I was in there and there were people serving life sentences. Mm. And you know what struck me, Shannon? They were strong in the Lord, but yet I go, how can they have any hope? Because they have a life sentence, but yet they were serving the Lord with gladness Mm -hmm. because they were hope filled. And I thought, what possibly could you have your hope in? They only had their hope in Jesus. Amen to that. And I think that's where we, we, when we get scared, when we waver, we're like, I'm putting my hope in the world, a spouse, a job, a status, um, our bank account, all of those things eventually are going to go away. Yeah. Even our family, we will not live forever. And when we put our hope in things, we are going to come up short every time and disappointed. I'm reminded of Isaiah 41:10, and such a familiar verse, Mark, I know you know, it. it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All I see in that verse, Mark, is Jesus and me. Because it says, you and I. You and I. For I am with you. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That doesn't talk about anybody else but you and Jesus. Right. Isn't that a beautiful verse? It is. I I love that verse. And I think when we focus on him, I think we can get to that champion point that I just talked about that I had posted on our ministry site. To be a champion, you must master your breaking point. Now, somebody's going to say, oh, my goodness, Shannon, I can't add one more thing to do. (laughs) I'm not asking you to do anything. What I'm asking you to do is rely on the Lord. Seek his face. Stand on his promises. That promise in Isaiah 41, I will not fear because I know God is for me. I'm not going to be dismayed because I know that God is with me. I know, God, you will give me supernatural strength and help me. And I know you're going to uphold me with your righteous right hand. Mark, there's something that people have asked me in the last, we're, we're breaching five years of my husband's diagnosis of cancer. And people are like, how do you do it? Wow. And I said, listen, it is not me. But I can tell you what, Mark, is, is a time where I would think, and, and humanly speaking, I would be weary at the five-year mark. I have more strength now than I have ever had. And I know, and I know that I know that I know this is from the Lord. Because it's not of me, and it's this supernatural power and strength. I work harder. I work faster. I I have more wisdom. It's just like this supernatural being. And and as things come, it's just like I'm clicking them off because I don't have time to be um, weighed down by the things that don't matter. One of the great things through this journey to my breaking point has been I realized who and what really matters. Wow. And to have the Lord clean house is amazing. And sometimes 
we don't like it when the Lord meddles. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so true. And I know I'm singing to the choir here, Mark, you especially. Yeah, my, yes. <laughs> when the Lord gets in there and starts stirring the pot and he kind of starts throwing things out and you're like, wait, I've worked on that. Yeah. I've known that person forever. God, I thought this was where we were headed. Mm. And he does it for our good out of a loving goodness that only a parent can do. It's kind of like, think about the teenager who's running around with the wrong crowd and no. you can see that they are headed for a terrible demise. You love them too much to leave them that way. And they can't see it. They're like, mom, this guy's great. Or my girlfriend's fun. And you know, they're this, this, and this, but you know that they are bad news for your kid. And you're like, no more. We're not doing this. We're cleaning house. Right. This is absolutely, yes. you cannot do this. And I think the same is true. When God sees what is ahead, he's planning for our future. He knows where he's taking us. We can't see it. But he's like, listen, I know this is going to hurt for a moment. And it never fails sometimes. And I've had this with my own girls. Something will happen and they've been mad at me. I'm the worst mom in the world. And give them a month, two months, three months, and you'll see that person, that kid that you took out of their life, they'll be in trouble. Yep. They'll have been arrested. You know, they're thrown off the football team or the cheerleading squad. And you knew your gut that that kiddo was not right. And yet they couldn't see it. And right. then when it all comes to fruition, they're like, okay, you were right. <laughs> and, and it takes maturity. And I know through adolescence, that's hard, but that's just a quick little snippet of what I think God does for us. I think many of us are still in the baby stages. Some of us are in adolescence. Maybe some of us are in the teenage years. Maybe some of us are just in our college years of our Christianity and mm. our twenties in our Christianity. It doesn't matter, but here's the thing. God is such a good loving father that he loves us too much to leave us the way we are. And it's there that I know that the Lord will break away the things that are not good for us or are not part of his plan. And that in and of itself is our breaking point. So today has been an amazing, amazing um, episode with you, Mark, because I think what is so great is the world as a whole is at their breaking point. Would you agree? I so would, Shannon. I will have one more scripture that you teed up so perfectly, Shannon, uh, because I'm in Isaiah too. That's why I'm over here chomping at the bit and <laughs> chuckling to myself because I'm also in Isaiah. We've talked about this before, but I want to talk about this from a practical standpoint. You're at your wits end. You're at your breaking point. And what do you need? Strength. That's yes. what you need. Yes. You need strength. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall what? Renew their, their strength. strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. There's the weary word again. Amen. They shall walk and not faint. Now, here's what I want to say. In, in the beginning of the verse, those that wait upon the Lord. And if you're at your breaking point, you're like, I can't wait any longer. But wait a minute. Hold the farm. Here's what that word wait means. Like when you have a, when you're in a restaurant and you have a waiter or a waitress waiting on you, what mm. are they doing? Shannon, they're serving, serving you. Yes. So it doesn't mean that you sit around while you're at your breaking point and do nothing. No, it means that you continue serving the Lord and he shall renew your strength. 
That is so good, Mark. Man, what a verse and what uh, just a great ending to our episode today. I want to thank all of you who joined us today, and we want to invite you back next week at the same time on this station for another exciting episode as we journey through this life together, living out the Word of God. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.